spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by well, Mookie Betts. For Taylor, who makes diving catch. And I even need to help. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left. And deep. And the ball. Put the work in. We got to go to work. Aren't you looking for results? Oh, walk on home run. You want to put the work in. This. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Tuesday evening. The Los Angeles Dodgers, 84 and 37 on this season. First place atop the NL West, best record in all of baseball. After a weekend sweep of the Marlins, the Dodgers dropped the series opener to the Brewers last night. But tonight, they look to get back on track with the Catman. Tony Gonsolin getting the start. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 7.10. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We got a lot to get to in a little bit of time. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. Get the very latest on Walker Bueller. In case you missed it, he had Tommy John surgery earlier today. Also surgery on his flexor tendon. He's expected to miss this year and all of next year recovering from the surgery. More on that throughout the show. Dave Roberts will weigh on it. We'll preview this pitching matchup tonight in 30 minutes. Your chance to play the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. In 45 minutes, David Vasse goes one-on-one with Dodger pitching coach Mark Pryor. Kirsten Watson will stop by. Jose Moda will stop by. In just a couple of minutes, we'll send it out to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, last night, a first for the Dodgers this season... And it wasn't a good thing. Julio Odias got the start. The Dodger left-hander went six solid innings. He allowed just one run on only two hits while striking out seven along the way. Urias made only one mistake, and it came in the fourth. And the lefty delivers. And a high fly ball into left center field. Taylor going back to the wall, and it is gone. A home run. Luis Urias. Came into the game to replace Mike Brasso in the last inning. And in his first at-bat against Urias, breaks up the shutout and the no-hitter. And it's the Brewers one and the Dodgers nothing. Solo home run for Luis Urias. No relation to all Urias. The first home run given up since July 16th for Julio. And that gave the Brewers a one nothing lead. Urias pitched well. Just didn't get the run support. The Dodgers' only real threat came in the second inning. Gavin Lux singled to left. Justin Turner rounding third, thrown out at home to end the inning. The Dodgers had trouble against left-hander Eric Lauer last night. He went five shutout innings, scattered just five hits along the way. While the Dodgers couldn't muster much at the plate, they got great pitching from Urias and some timely defense. The 2-1. Fly ball, left field, sprinting toward the line. Chris Taylor in foul territory, crashes in the wall, over the wall, and hangs on to the ball. 
Chris Taylor, a spectacular play. What a catch of CT3. Diving over the short wall down the left field line, hanging on for the catch. That's the top-tier play of the game. Brought to you by Arco, quality top-tier gas for less. Urias and Lauer battled on the mound. Just the one run given up between them. Urias turned it over to Alex Vesey, who pitched a scoreless seventh. Bruce Dargratterall, fresh off the IL, he got the eighth. He struck out a pair for a scoreless inning. Phil Bickford got the ninth, and what was still just a one nothing Brewers lead. That quickly changed. Christian Yelich, RBI double. Luis Odias, a sack fly. Keston Hira, a solo home run. The Brewers, with three runs at the top of the ninth, they go on and beat the Dodgers 4 to nothing. The Dodgers shut out at home for the first time this season. Eric Lauer, the win. He's now 7-1 all-time against the Dodgers. Meanwhile, Julio Urias, the tough luck loser, he pitched well, got zero run support. The loss snapped his 10-game winning streak with the loss overall. The Dodgers now 84-37. and But they look to turn the page back at it tonight. Game two of this three-game series against the Brewers. A pair of former college teammates on the mound, Tony Gonsolin and Corbin Burns, teammates at St. Mary's. Now, squaring off at Dodger Stadium. First pitch is 7-10, and with more, we welcome in Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys! All right, Tim, a not-so-funny thing happened to the Dodgers last night. They actually lost a game at home. A nine-game home winning streak came to an end when Eric Lauer and four relievers shut out the Dodgers 4 to nothing. That was last night. The news of the day today uh, centers around Walker Bueller, who had Tommy John surgery today. And the likelihood of the Dodgers seeing Bueller even next year is, at best, a very iffy proposition. Absolutely. And I think if you're looking at this Dodger ball club, too, Dave Roberts, I think, really put it in perspective. As you look, everybody feels bad for Walker Bueller because he's such a, an intense competitor when he's on the mound. He gave it what he had available. And you start to look at, well, was uh, had to be the main reason that the fastball, the velocity, was a tick below what it normally is. The slider was not quite as sharp as it normally was. So it's going to be a long uh, road back. Walker Bueller has gone through it before. And as you and I were talking to Dr. Neil Elitraj a, a few weeks ago, when you're rehabbing from surgery, not talking specifically about any player, but there are no shortcuts. And the Dodgers have it down to a pretty good routine. We saw Dustin May coming back. After the Tommy John surgery just a couple of nights ago, Walker Bueller again. He's gone through this before, but we wish him nothing but the best. It's going to be a long road back. You know, and I you mentioned Dr. Ellen Crouch, and I remember when we uh, talked with the late Dr. Frank Job and asked him once, all right, when somebody's velocity is down and they say he can get your, the velocity all the way back, and he would respond with, all the way back to what? At the time that he, he went down with the injury, or was there a progression in the uh, lack of velocity, and I guess that's the question that will be surrounding the ultimate comeback of Walker Bueller. Yeah, exactly. What's the date atop that particular scouting report that shows the velocity on that given day? Uh, was it the same as two weeks before? Was it the same as uh, two years before? So uh, it's on the mend. Uh, it, it's never easy to say, hey, look, you're going to lose a competitor. And Walker Bueller is every bit of an intense competitor when he is on the mound. That is a big, big loss to this Dodger ball club. No question about it. But they're going to have to move forward without him. They'll have his support from a, uh, a moral standpoint and, and root them on, no question about it. But this is a big blow. As the Dodgers get ready for the Brewers tonight, the second game of the three-game series, you're going to be out with or without uh, Gavin Lux again. As it turns out, Lux quite literally has a pain in the neck. Yeah, you and I were just having a little discussion earlier this afternoon, and I brought up the question, uh, what's going on with Gavin Lux? And then we found out about 15 minutes later, 
it's a neck issue, and it evidently is irritated even more by swinging the bat. And we lose sight of the fact sometimes that bat weighs two pounds, and you start to swing that bat with some ferocious swings, it is going to affect you. So he's going to be down today, most likely going to be down again tomorrow, and hopefully uh, in not too uh, distant future be back in the lineup. Thursday, of course, the Dodgers travel to Miami, so it'll be at least three consecutive days, actually four if you consider last night, that Lux is not in the lineup. Tonight's starters are going to be a good one, too. Tony Gonsolin, 15-1 at 212 ERA. Corbin Burns, great strikeout-to-walk ratio throughout his career. 9-5 at 248 ERA, pitching for the Brewers. Game two of the three-game set. And we'll detail that pitching matchup a bit later on in the hour, Tim. All right, thank you guys. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. More on Walker Bueller and the Tommy John surgery. We'll check in with David Vasse as he goes one-on-one with Mark Pryor. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Jose Moda will check in on your chance to play the Six Flags most thrilling play of the game contest. Up next, though, Kirsten Watson will stop by. As we're leading you up to first pitch, Dodgers and Brewers on this Tuesday night. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Here's Sabina Mora. All right, Tim. Dodgers game day traffic out there. Let's start with Burbank and the 5 southbound to the 134 and again to the 2. Some leftover congestion. Fortunately, no crashes or other issues. We did have a problem uh, northbound at San Fernando Road on the 5 with a crash at the 110. And then just slow in both directions to Riverside Drive and uh, traffic starting to back up even more on the 110. Uh, that's northbound from Slauson all the way through uh, to the 10 connector and Stadium Way off-ramp. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Sabina Mora. Thanks, Sabina. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. Tony Gonsolin, Corbin Burns, the pitching matchup. First pitch is 7-10. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. And Kirsten now joins us before the Dodgers and Brewers. And earlier today, Kirsten, we get the news via social media from Walker Bueller himself. Tommy John surgery, and as he said, see ya when I see ya. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's it's a tricky one. When we talked to Andrew Friedman today, he was like, look, there's no other way to put it. That's a, it's a big blow for this team. There was originally, obviously, when he first was hurt, that there was some hope that he'd come back by September, October. Then we found out he was going to have season-ending elbow surgery. And at the time, when the news came out, Dave Roberts was saying, you know, they're hopeful that it's not Tommy John. Um, today, they did find out that it is it was Tommy John surgery. Um, when we spoke with Andrew Friedman today, he told us that they didn't really have enough information from the MRIs. Um, some of that's due to just scar tissue. Um, it's not his first time having Tommy John surgery. Uh, he had it in 2015. So it, it's, a, it's definitely, it's a it's unfortunate information, but the positive is that the surgery went really well. Um, Dr. Neil Elitrosh spoke with Andrew Friedman. He told him that everything went as planned. They fixed the UCL. They fixed the flexor tendon. Um, and there's some conversation that when you have a second Tommy John surgery, it can take a little bit longer to recover. But Andrew has done his research, and he said that it doesn't seem like that's the case, just depending on who does the surgery and when it's done. Things. There's just so much information that can go into it. And from having conversations with Walker in the past, if Tommy John was going to be needed, you know, he felt... Uh, 
he was at peace with that, if that makes sense. He just, he kind of was like, you know, I've done it before. I know I can come back. And um, so that is the case. And Walker is going to do whatever it takes to come back and be healthy and be a go. So maybe at some point at the end of next season, if not, it's the 2024 season. But no matter what, we are all hoping and praying that Walker has a great recovery and comes back even stronger. Absolutely. Gavin Lux was in the lineup when it first was posted a few hours ago. Now he's not. Yeah, so he was scratched. Dave Roberts told us that he is dealing with some neck stuff for the most part. It's just a little bit of tightness when he's swinging. He can feel it. So um, they aren't going to stay away from him today. They're also going to stay away from him tomorrow. Then there's the off day when the team is traveling to Miami. Uh, so they're going to reevaluate then. He does not believe it's going to be an IL stint, but just some neck tightness and some soreness that just is bothering him. Uh, he just is unable to play with it at the moment because it is impacting his swing. And finally, some good news on Clayton Kershaw after his sim game yesterday. Yeah, he came out of it really well. So the current plan is still that he is going to throw another sim game on Saturday in Miami, and then we will see activation after that. And Dave wasn't specific on the exact timeline, um, but it could be normal rest or he could get an extra day, which times out to be either that final game of New York um, for like a normal rest, and then if there's an extra day of rest, the homestand back here against San Diego, and it does feel like it's kind of leaning towards the homestand, just from reading the energy, you know? Uh, So (laughs) we will see what happens. (laughs) All right, Kirsten, great stuff. We'll check in with you after the game. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's, home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos, the triple play of flavor on game night. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck. We'll preview tonight's pitching matchup. We'll check in with Dodger pitching coach Mark Pryor, but up next, we get you an injury report, and we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. It's the Dodgers and Brewers. First pitch at 710. I'm Tim Cates. This Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Brewers, Tony Gonsolin and Corbin Burns, the pitching matchup. Former teammates at St. Mary's back in 2016. Drafted same year and now facing off tonight at Dodger Stadium. First pitch at 7-10. The L.A. Dodgers Injury Report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw on the I.L. with his sore lower back. Yancey Almonte on the I.L. with his sore lower uh, elbow. Blake Trinan on a minor league rehab assignment. Tommy Canley on the 60-day I.L. Victor Gonzalez is trying to work his way back, as is Danny Duffy. Kevin Pillar, maybe he'll come back after soldier surgery. Walker Bueller, you just heard the news today. Tommy John surgery, he's done for this year and all of next year. Let's get more on that as we check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave. Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Uh, Gavin Lutz being scratched. Uh, how is he? Everything okay? Um, Gavin has uh, has this neck issue. Um, I don't know where it uh, came from. So uh, it affects his swing. When he's swinging, it gets a little bit more irritated. So uh, I think... You know, he's down obviously today. We'll stay away from him. I don't see him being in there tomorrow, and then we'll get through the off day and, and see uh, where he's at then. Do you think it could potentially be an IL stint, or are you going to make that decision in a few days? No, I don't. I, I certainly don't think that it would be an IL stint. I think uh, 
a couple, two, three days uh, should suffice. And then with Walker Bueller, we received the news that he had to have a second Tommy John surgery. Um, have you had the chance to talk to him? I'm guessing potentially no, just because it just happened today. But how are you taking that information, and how have you seen him just kind of manage through this? Well, I, I haven't talked to him. Uh, he, he obviously got out of surgery today. Um, from what I understand, it was successful Tommy John surgery. Um, you know, I don't know when the time of return is. I'm just, uh, you know, happy that we made a decision, he made a decision, and the surgery was a success. Someone who's been around the game a long time to have somebody go through a second TJ, how much more just kind of worry or uncertainty is there, you know, for someone coming going through that? Well, I, I think that there's uh, there's always concern as far as, you know, how it's going to play out. Um, certainly we'll bet on Walker uh, as far as the rehab process. And um, Dr. Elitrosh is one of the best uh, in the world. And um, so his confidence, I think, uh, adds confidence for us. But, um, you know, I, I think that there's a sense of relief for Walker in the sense of at least we have, uh, you know, a course of action. All right, there's Dave Roberts down the dugout talking about Walker Bueller and, of course, about Gavin Lux scratching the lineup tonight with a sore neck. Brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit alignmenthealthplan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Jose Moda. So we're leading up to first pitch. Dodgers and Brewers from the Ravine. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Brewers. Tony Gonsolin and Corbin Burns, the pitching matchup. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 710. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider, David Bassett. And joined now by Jose Moda as David recovers from having wrist surgery yesterday. And glad to report he is doing just fine and recovering very well. All right, Tony Gonsolin gets to start. Where would this Dodger team be, Jose, without Tony Gonsolin this year? Uh, please don't bring it up, Timmy. Come on now. <laughs> Pride of St. Mary's College, uh, St. Mary's University. You know, and let's put it this way. He is all-star Tony Gonsolin. I'm glad that he opened up when this happened and he got you know named an all-star and said it was one of my goals. Tim, there's nothing wrong with that. I, and I love how open he was about it and uh, how he played up to it and you know got the opportunity to begin with uh, – Let's have Tony Gonsolin get a piggyback from somebody else, and then came the Andrew Heaney injury, and it was lights out, man. Go out there and get it. You know, this guy, he's having a sensational year. There's no doubt. You look at the appointing batting average. You see the wins. You see the ERA. But, um, you know, Tim, throughout his career, this guy's won a lot of games. He's 25-6 and six career, ERA of 2.51. Yes, this is a very strange, unorthodox year for anybody, not just Tony Gonsolin. But this guy has found a way to win. This guy's found a way to temper his stuff to whatever the game calls for. Uh, even a race in the Dallas, Tim, mm-hmm. after the St. Louis outing. Remember that, right? Oh, yeah. People are like, oh, the innings are getting up there. And, <laughs> and he just come back and, and, and made nice adjustments. Also, too, the slider is the big pitch. That was the biggest pitch last time out because he, he obviously works nicely north to south with that fastball to splitter. And it's curveball. But the slider, man, he worked on it between outings. And, boy, last time out, it was wiper. Jose Will Smith, one of the better defensive catchers out there. Certainly guys love throwing to him, but he's become a fixture now in that cleanup spot. He is. I mean, think about Will Smith. uh, Last year, career high, 76 RBI. Tim, he's already at 73 with this much time left. 
what does that tell you? Well, with all the Freddie Freemans of the world and Trey Turner, who's so good at men's scoring position, this guy's a go-to, and, and he's been doing it since the playoffs and, you know, the World Series. And at a young age, he got to experience that. And I think it's so valuable when players go through that pressure time in experiences early in their careers. Mm-hmm. You get a sense as an organization, as a manager, and even as, your, as teammates, how does he react to all this? <laughs> the pressure's on him. He does not change anything in his approach. Having a sensational month of August, he was quiet there for a little bit, but uh, you watch where he hits the baseball and how many great at-bats he has with men in scoring position or men on base, and there's reason why, obviously, uh, he gets it done. Plus, you think about the two-strike hitting and how tough it is. To, nowadays, it is a strikeout-type game, right? Guys go for the wipeout and, and, and you know crucify you with two strikes. Mm-hmm. He still hits way above, like 50 points above MLB average with two strikes, which means he's also spoiling a lot of pitches. Jose is brought to you by Ford now during the Ford Summer Supercharged Sales Event. Rev up your summer with great offers on select Ford vehicles. You not only bring the fun this summer, you'll supercharge it. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. Corbin Burns gets the start. Reigning Cy Young Award winner. The Dodgers just saw him a week ago. You know what I would think about Corbin Burns, who obviously is uh, cutter heavy, and the Dodgers got to him, as his numbers indicate, third time around, second time around. Keep your eyes on how they adjust to him. The most important thing to me is use the Sandy Alcantara approach, okay? How the Dodgers were able to victimize Sandy Alcantara just a couple of days ago. (laughs) Use the same thing against Corbin Burns. He throws extremely hard. He goes for the punch out. But at the same time, understand what's working for him. And obviously, don't let him get ahead of you. I mean, with two strikes, 121 average. That's way, way below MLB average. And then... On first pitch, the slugging is way up there. So whatever you can get hit early in the count, go out there and take advantage of it. He's tough. Jose, I think it's kind of cool. You got two St. Mary's Gales squaring off tonight. I Isn't mean, that awesome? Yeah. I mean, one, I mean, <laughs> Tony Gonson was a guy who played right field and closed for the Gales. And Corbin Burns was their ace, probably their Friday night guy uh, at St. Mary's. Both drafted in 2016, had really good years in 2016. And here their pass cross again, starting the Dodgers team. I think that's kind of cool. Two guys from the same college squaring off. And especially a college that you don't hear a lot about. But yeah. I do remember uh, St. Mary's College when I was playing the Cal State Fullerton. <laughs> and it seems like they always had these wonderful arms. Lefties, righties through a 95 to 100 miles an hour and when they got in on your aluminum bat let me tell you that stunk for about three weeks <laughs> no doubt those say great stuff we'll check in with you after the game on uh, post game as well dodger fans all right i need three contestants it's time for the six flags most thrilling play of the game contest 866-987-2570 you predict the player and the inning, the most thrilling play will happen tonight between the Dodgers and Brewers. If you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Bout. 866-987-2570. Dodgers and Brewers. First pitch leading up to 710. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Brewers, Tony Gonsolin and Corbin Burns, the pitching matchup. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 7-10. The thrilling play of the game is brought to you by Six Flags Magic Mountain, where Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single rail coaster in the world and the record 20th coaster, is now open. Rise above all else at the thrill capital of the world. All right, our three contestants ready to go. Troy, start us off. What is your guess? 
Trey Turner in the third. Trey Turner in the third inning. All right, good luck to you, Troy. Tom is our next contestant. Tom, welcome to you. What is your guess? Mookie Betts in the first. Mookie Betts in the first inning. Good luck to you, Tom. Billy is our third and final contestant. Billy, welcome. What's your guess? Oh, George and I guess. Max Muncy in the sixth. Max Muncy in the sixth. All right, Max Muncy in the sixth. Good luck to both of you, Tom and Troy, our three contestants in the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. Remember, conquer the new Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest single rail coaster in the world. Rise above all else, Six Flags Magic Mountain. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check back in with Rick Monday. So we're leading you up to first pitch, Dodgers and Brewers on this Tuesday night. I'm Tim Case, this is Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Once again, here she is, Sabina Mora. Dodgers game day traffic. All right, Tim, tonight on the northbound side of the 101, just before the 10 eastbound connector road, there's a car stuck because of a crash, and then it continues busy up ahead uh, to the 110 connector road. Now, if you're trying to head north on the 5, it has been tough through Boyle Heights. We still see the very heavy sewing to the 110 connector and then up to Stadium Way. Also on the 5 northbound at the 2, that's a crash cleanup, not helping things, also causing a lot of stop and go. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Sabina Mora. All right, thank you, Sabina. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburgers is all about. Dodgers and Brewers, Tony Gonsolin and Corbin Burns, a pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 710. Still to come, we'll get to the keys to the game. We'll preview this pitching matchup. We'll hear from Mark Pryor as well, but first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Well, David Massey is recuperating after his surgery yesterday, doing good. Should be back here in the next couple of days. But, Rick, going back to last night, first off, this Dodger team got shut out for the first time at home all season? Yeah, and uh, the first time. If we start to look at what they were doing, I mean, they out-hit the Milwaukee Brewers 8-5, to but for the Brewers, a couple of home runs, and uh, they took advantage of a couple of scoring opportunities. Dodgers didn't. They were 1-5 for five with runners in scoring position. And uh, if you go back, yes, the first time this year shut out at Dodgers Stadium. Mm-hmm. And you have to go back... Um, to 2021, the National League Division Series, Game 3, that was against the Giants the last time the Dodgers, before last night, had been shut out at home. And that was a one to nothing shutout at that particular time. But it just didn't work last night. I really felt that you look at both pitchers. Julio Urias, he pitched better than to be tagged with a loss. Six innings, one run, only two hits in the time he was in there. Struck out seven on top of it. Uh, and Eric Lauer went five innings and picked up the win for the Milwaukee Brewers. But I really thought that, that both sides got very good pitching. It just happened that the Brewers connected a couple of times with extra base hits, that being home runs. How about the fact also Luis Urias came in into the ball game because uh, Brasso was injured. Mm-hmm. And for Urias comes to home plate with two outs in the fourth inning, a scoreless game. He was 0 for his last 21 at-bats 
What did he do? Hit a 3-2 pitch out for a home run. That's why you don't leave the stadium if, if the ball club is maybe losing even lopsided. You just never know what's going to happen in this game. Rick, earlier today we found out Walker Bueller had Tommy John surgery for the second time. He had it in 2015 after getting drafted by the Dodgers out of Vanderbilt, but also a flexor tendon repair. He's going to miss the rest of this year and all of next year. Yeah, and, and we just hope that it's going to be one of those areas. It's going to be a long road back from him. And, uh, and hope that he just uh, understands, look, uh, you can't rush it. Uh, Charlie Steiner and I were talking with Dr. Neil Elotrage about three weeks ago downstairs just outside the dugout club. We were talking about rehabbing, not specifically about any particular player, but just rehabbing, especially coming back from surgery. And Tommy John surgery, very involved if a pitcher is looking at his future. And he came up with a great line. He says, you know, there are no shortcuts in coming back. And if we look at uh, the pitchers that are coming back, there was no shortcut by Dustin May. He came back and uh, came back blazing just the other night, making his debut this year after uh, a long, long period of rehabbing from Tommy John. So we hope nothing but the best for Walker Bueller, but the Dodgers are going to be without him for a considerable period of time now. Rick, today is August 23rd, and in Dodger history, a big game against the Montreal Expos. Well, and we just had a conversation. By we, it was, uh, it was Fernando Valenzuela and Oral Hershiser and I. We were talking about this date, 1989. For those that follow the Dodgers, it, it might ring a little bell. <laughs> Dodgers were in Montreal, and they had, well, a shutout going. Quite a shutout. 22-inning ball game. Eventually, the Dodgers won nothing victory over the Expos. That was at Olympic Stadium. Um, so we look, first of all, it was a long game. Dodgers then prevail after 22 innings. But in the 11th inning is what all the hoopla was about today because uh, the Expos, their mascot was Yuppie. I don't know how to describe Yuppie other than the fact <laughs> he's a big furry something or other. Don't know what the heck it was. But he was the first mascot ever thrown out of a major league game. And the reason was he'd been doing it for a number of years. But on this night in the 11th inning, he would jump up on top of the Dodgers' third base dugout, stomp his feet. The top of the dugout is metal, and he would make all kinds of racket. Lasorda would run out in front of the dugout to see who was doing it, and Yuppie, the mascot, would take a seat in the front row. And then it would happen again. Tommy would go out, Yuppie would sit down. So finally they caught him. And he had been doing this for a number of years. So Tommy went to the umpires, complained. He said, look, we're trying to play a ball game here. We're in the 11th inning now. Eventually they went 22 but they got the mascot kicked out of the ballpark. So that was the first time that Yuppie finally got the payback after years and years of doing that, not just to the Dodgers. He would do it kind of entertaining the fans just about for every team that would come in, especially if they had a lead over the Expos. There's something about mascots in the Dodgers, Yuppie, the Philly Fanatic, and, of course, David Vasse and Billy the Brewer. Uh, you might be on to something. <laughs> I thought it was funny the, the following day. Uh, Bernie Brewer came up with a sign, and, and, and there's a great photo that, that David was right there. It says, a number of days since an incident, and it's at zero. <laughs> well, hopefully it's still at zero. Absolutely. He's on the man, we, we, and we miss him here yep. at, the, at the ballpark. All right, Rick, great stuff. We'll check back in with you in a couple of minutes. Today's Dodger Game Plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get a preview of tonight's pitching match. Rick will be back with Charlie and have the keys to the game. But up next, we go high and tight with David Vasse. It's the Dodgers and Brewers. First pitch on this Tuesday night at 710. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. 
This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. We got a new game. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party of Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Brewers on this Tuesday night. Tony Gonsolin and Corbin Burns, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 710. Dodger fans, we need the very best care for your child. Go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Rank number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get to the keys to the game. I'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first, David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. All right, we're joined right now by the two-headed monster as far as pitching coaches go for the Dodgers, and that is the one and only pitching coach, Mark Pryor. Thanks a lot for the time, Pryor. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And I know you're smiling because the Dodgers are playing really well, and for your department, the pitching has been great from start to where we're at right now. Yeah, I mean, I think we've been very fortunate. We've had a lot of guys uh, step up and, and, and fill some roles that we, you know, unexpectedly, uh, you know, had a need for. And, uh, you know, you talk Tony, you talk Tyler, uh, you know, Phillips, uh, you know, everybody up and down. I've had moments where they've really carried us and, and picked us up in some big spots. And, um, you know, one thing we talk about from the beginning of spring training, like you, you go out, you got one job, and that's just to get out and, and give our chance or give our offense a chance to score some runs. Uh, because ultimately that's what it's about. We score more runs, we win games, and everybody's happy. No doubt. Now, you're the best guy to ask this question to. Tyler Anderson's had a great year. How is he doing it? Well, I mean, I I don't think, uh, you know, I I think if anybody was truthfully coming into the year, probably even Tyler, you wonder, you know, if he would be doing what he did this year, uh, if we would have expected it. And it's probably, you know, Probably not, you know, like if we're just being truthful. But that being said, the underlying stuff has always been there. I mean, he's a guy who he relies on his fastball command, um, and it's been exceptional this year. The ability to throw down away, up and in, all four quadrants. And I don't mean, you know, just kind of get it in the general vicinity. I mean, you've seen a lot of the swings on some big, big, powerful right-handers, and it's just they're very awkward. And it's, you know, in today's game, it's a pedestrian 90 to 93, you know. And, and so, you know, you look up and you see the radar gun. You're not thinking, you know, this is a 99 Randy Johnson type yeah. fastball. Uh, but it, it's got unbelievable life through the zone, and his command this year has been elite. And I think that's what's uh, you know taking him to this level. And um, you know, and then you add on the, what he can do with this changeup, and he's just been able to play the front back game so effectively this year. And uh, it's been you know he's he's really fun to watch because it's it's truly the art of pitching at yeah. its best. Um, and I know to the day today's game is you know there's so much velocity and there's so much movement. Um, but there's still guys that are, you know, sprinkled through the league who know how to command the baseball. They know how to read swings. They know how to change, change speeds and change locations and, and do all the things that, um, you know, we were taught, you know, you know, to a certain extent, you know, growing up. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's been pretty fun to watch him. It's, it's entertaining, I think, for a baseball purist is to watch him pitch every day. I'm going to ask this to you in the best spirited way that I could ask it. Are you and Connor McGinnis witches? Because you find a way to fix guys and guys come here and they have a second life to their career. Yeah, no, no, we are definitely not. And uh, again, I think we are, we, and I mean, we, as the, as the Dodgers and whole, I think we're, you know, we're the beneficiary of uh, an unbelievable, you know, baseball operations department that is able to comb through, you know, kind of the haystack and find some, some find some diamonds in there 
um, you know, or at least guys who have some skill set. And, and then I think when we get them down here into the field in the clubhouse, um, you know, one of our, you know, again, I talked about like one, we talk about doing your job. And so it's really about outs. Like how do we get outs, whether it's strikeouts, it's ground outs, pop-ups. Obviously we prefer strikeouts and ground outs and then ball in the air. Um, you know, that, that kind of goes without being said, but, uh, but we want them to be themselves, and, and we try to do our best our job to, to establish relationships, understand what makes these guys tick, and everybody's different, whether it's Chris Martin in the last few weeks, yeah. uh, whether it's Tyler at the beginning of spring training, getting to know him, understand what makes them tick and make sure that they're comfortable and confident, and then slowly just drip in some ideas. And ultimately, though, it's about them you know, going out there and performing. And uh, we try to put them in the best position possible possible to to succeed we we try to give them the amount of information that they can handle to help them with their arsenal uh and and kind of layer that into it um you know connor does an unbelievable job of tweaking some grips and doing some things that allow some guys to kind of you know maybe reach a different little you know just that living on the margins or maybe a half a grade better in their pitch that allows us when we get to game planning myself and danny uh, to really leverage that into their favor. Uh, and we spent a lot of time on really trying to make sure that we put these guys uh, in the best position possible as as much as we can in the course of who's available and in the course of the game. And, uh, I'm again, and again, ultimately it comes down to the player. Right. You know, players play, and players are the ones who are going to have to go out there and execute, and that's not an easy task day to day. Uh, and these guys work extremely hard to be prepared uh, and extremely hard to go out there and, and to perform their job. So does Mark Pryor. I see Mark Pryor grinding hours before first pitch. Hey, it's working. Baseball's best pitching staff led by Mark Pryor. Thanks a lot for the time. Always love talking to you, and you keep climbing my favorite Trojans list. Oh, good. It's a very short list, by the way. Thank you. I'm glad I got above Petros. (laughs) No doubt. Mark Pryor receives a gift card to Travis Matthew. You can visit them at travismatthews.com. Tim, we'll send it back to you. All right. Thanks a lot, David. Leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Brewers on this Tuesday night. Up next, we'll break down this pitching matchup. A couple of former college teammates squaring off. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Brewers on this Tuesday night. Game two of this three-game set. Dodgers got shut out last night, four to nothing. First time they've been shut out at home all season long. Looking to bounce back tonight. First pitch at seven ten. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealers. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit Toyota.com. They make it easy. Well, Tony Gonsolin has made it look easy this year. 15-1 and with a 2-12 ERA. The 28-year-old right-hander making his 23rd start this year. He's allowed two runs or fewer in 18 of his 22 starts. He's gone six-plus innings in 11 starts. He leads the team with 15 wins, ranks second on the team with 113 strikeouts, and third in innings pitch. He'll make his second start against the Brewers after going seven scoreless innings last week at American Family Field, the site of David Vassay's accident. Corbin Burns will go for the Milwaukee Brewers, 9-5, and five, with a 2.48 ERA. The 27-year-old right-hander, a fourth-round pick of the Brewers in 2016, out of St. Mary's. 
Same year, Tony Gonsolin was drafted by the Dodgers. Later in the draft, they were teammates at St. Mary's. In his fifth season in the big leagues, all with the Brewers, reigning International League Cy Young Award winner, making his 25th start this year. Last time out, five and two-third innings, three runs, six hits, six strikeouts, and a win over the Dodgers. He is 2-1 and one in his career with an 8-16 ERA in five games, three starts against the Dodgers. In 2016, at St. Mary's, Corbin Burns in 16 starts, for the Gales was nine and two with 120 strikeouts. His teammate Tony Gonsolin played right field, and it was their closer. He had six saves. He also hit 307 with seven home runs and 26 ribbies. So, a pair of former Gales squaring off tonight: Corbin Burns, Tony Gonsolin, Dodgers Brewers. 15 minutes away from first pitch at Dodger Stadium. Keys of the game are next. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Brewers game two of this three-game set from Dodgers Stadium. Tony Gonsolin, Corbin Burns, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 7-10. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. Celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles, our bus operators remember to thank your driver before first pitch let's head back out to the booth the final check-in with rick and charlie guys on this beautiful tuesday night at dodger stadium the dodgers and the brewers get ready for the second game of the three-game series dodgers shut out last night four to nothing by eric lauer the lefty tonight the dodgers have a difficult righty to face corbin burns one of the game's elite He'll be going against Tony Gonsolin, who has been as good a pitcher as there has been in the game all year. Charlie, I'm really looking forward to this matchup tonight. Uh, these two ball clubs, the Brewers, of course, they're four and a half behind the Cardinals in the Central Division, trying to gain ground on them. But if you look at these two guys that are pitching, Gonsolin and Burns, very similar as far as the, the way that they pitch, very similar in some of the numbers. Gonsolin's allowed just a 169 batting average against him. Burns is allowed just a 185 batting average against him. So they approach it maybe a little bit differently for Gonsolin. Yes, that splitter is the big, big pitch, the fastball, no question about it. For Burns, he throws a lot of cut fastballs over half the percentage of the time. The curveball, the slider, the changeup. But uh, the Dodgers saw Burns in Milwaukee. He went five and two-thirds, allowed three runs, six hits, but he picked up the victory in that ballgame. For the Brewers, this is a very big game. They begin the night five behind first place St. Louis in the National League Central. And they're a game and a half behind the Phillies and Padres for the second wild card spot in the National League. Lineups and first pitch coming up next. All right, it's the Dodgers and Brewers keeping an eye on that Padres-Guardians game down at Petco Park. No score, bottom of the first inning. Dodgers with a 17 and a half game lead over San Diego going into this one. It's the reigning Cy Young Award winner, Corbin Burns, his former St. Mary's Gales teammate, Tony Gonsolin. That's the pitching matchup. Dodgers and Brewers, first pitch coming up. After the game, I'll have all your post-game festivities and Dodger talk as well. First pitch with Rick and Charlie is next, though. I'm Tim Cates. has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.